Welcome back to the Bleach and Bother podcast. My name is Layla Halbert, and I'm your hostess with the mostess. And for two weeks in a row, the co-hostess with the mostess, Mama Halbert, everybody. Round of a silent applause, because there's no audience in here. Hello. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Hello, Clarice. Hello. Um... (laughs) So, Tonight, I'll be speaking with my sexy voice okay. the entire time. Please don't. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> so, this is week two of doing a Bachelorette recap. Um, I practically begged you guys to give me feedback after last week's recap if you enjoyed it. And I would say about five people said it was really great and no one else said anything. So... I'm going to take that as you want us to continue recapping the show. And so here we are. That's what we're going to do. Um, And of course, the week we start recapping the show is the only week where we get one episode. And now for the next two weeks, there's two episodes per week because for whatever reason, they are rushing through the season that was already too short for Taisha. And so this week we have four hours (laughs) of the show to recap and cover and next week will be the same and honestly it's disrespectful abc get it together wait but you know it's probably rushed for us but they probably did the whole entire thing to how filmed as if it was a normal season they just had to do a lot of editing. So there was a lot of work for whoever well, was yeah, editing. The reason they did it is because it aired way later than it was supposed to because of COVID. Um, and yeah, but I mean, that doesn't mean that she didn't go through the whole process. No, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying as a viewer, uh, making us watch two episodes in a week, two weeks in a row is a lot of, it's a time commitment. True. If you're just watching it, whatever, but we're sitting here recapping it and I have about 12 pages of notes. So what? (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm not going to read every (laughs) single one. Um, but yeah, anyway, so uh, they I think the reason they're doing it this way is because they they want to get back on their regular schedule. So what? Your nails look pretty. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, so the next season of The Bachelor with Matt James will start on schedule January 4th, back on Monday nights instead of Tuesday. And then hopefully that will lead us into <clears throat> Bachelor in Paradise right on schedule. Oh, um, yeah. Bachelor in Paradise. Oh, my God. I'm so... That's what I'm looking forward to. Honestly, the only reason I even watch The Bachelor anymore or Bachelorette is for Paradise. It is hands down the best part of the franchise ever. Um, can't wait. So, yeah, that's kind of what's going on. Um, we probably will try to keep it condensed because we're going to be recapping it all in this episode Monday and Tuesday night's episode. Um, but honestly, there wasn't... I f- didn't feel like there was really, like, a whole lot that happened. No, there wasn't that much not content. In Monday, not in Monday night's episode, no. anyway. Tuesday, the hometown episode, kind of. But, um, yeah. So, hopefully, it won't be too terribly long. Um, but, yeah. So, for the five of you who said you really enjoyed the recap last <laughs> week, thank you so much for your feedback. For the five of you who are listening. that's This, this episode is for you. <laughs> Maybe that's why I didn't get any feedback. 
No, there was 90 listens. Oh, really? 90 plays. Well, I listened 50 times. So. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I know you're kidding. <laughs> you barely watched my Instagram stories. You didn't want listen to this episode. I did. I did listen to this episode just because I was in it. Oh, my God. Oh, well, I thought it was pretty good. Speaking, honestly. It was. Speaking of Instagram, um, when this episode comes out, I will officially have been off Instagram for a week and a half. And by off Instagram, what I really mean is not posting on Instagram. <laughs> I was just going to call you out on that one. But. Well, here's the thing, guys. I have not every... I have like 23,000... Not 23,000, Jesus. 2,300 followers on Instagram. And of those 2,300 followers... About, I would say, 500 people on average watch my stories. And I posted to my stories that whole long spiel about taking a break and whatever. And so not everybody saw it. And so I have been checking my notifications uh, every once in a while just to make sure I don't have clients trying to get a hold of me in case they didn't see that I was taking a break from Instagram and Facebook um and well, also i think when you made that announcement you were reactive and reacting out of an emotional situation but i think when things settled down you realize okay that wasn't that big of a deal and it was blown out of proportion well so. it was a big deal to me yeah um, but you know what i mean and even though I haven't like deleted the apps from my phone i still have been spending significantly less time on Instagram and Facebook with the exception of checking my notifications once in a while. And if I see that my best friend who just had a baby posted on her stories, obviously I'm going to look at it because I want to see her cute baby. So sue me. Um, (laughs) But it has felt really good to take a break and not feel the pressure of feeling. I, I don't feel like I have to post all the time, but on one hand I kind of do because I do use my social media platforms as a tool for my business and it all gets mixed in with my personal life. And so I do feel a little bit of pressure sometimes to be constantly posting to my stories or making sure I'm posting on my feed and keeping engagement and um, all of that. So it has felt nice to just not worry about that. And me, on the other hand, I only use my social media to stalk people and find out the latest gossip. No, I'm just kidding. Well, we all do that. I don't ever post anything. And I keep my follow followers, I mean, on the people I follow, just the people I'm interested in. Well, you don't have to post anything because I'm yeah. always posting stuff about you. So you guys are True. probably missing your Mama Halbert content. And for that, I apologize. But we'll be back. <laughs> um, in the meantime, you can get your fix here at the Bleach and Bothered podcast, baby. Um yeah I think uh yeah anyway I just wanted to mention that I'm not sure when I'll be back probably around Christmas maybe after Christmas we'll see but I have missed seeing everybody's stories and posts and what's going on in your lives so I'm excited to come back and feel refreshed and calm down there was a lot of drama happening which is what forced not forced me but what made me want to just kind of take a step back so yeah anyway um trying to think if there's anything else if you haven't gone and left a review or uh 
rated the podcast, please do that. Share with a friend, whatever you can do. That would be greatly appreciated. We haven't gotten any new reviews in a while, so you know what to do. And with that, I can't think if there's anything else. Oh, um, Mama Halbert's TikTok video is now at 4.2 million views. So the numbers are still climbing every day. In case you guys were wondering, I feel like this is a staple of the ep- of the podcast now is to update you all. I don't on know how if that's our viral, a good or bad thing. On how our viral TikTok video is doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Shall we start with bothered things yes. real quick? <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> oh, my. Should I go first? Yeah, go for it. Well, I got a couple of things. Okay, don't talk One. so close to the mic. There you go social distance from the mic one is when people use the shower and they leave hair okay okay you don't even use my shower i'm not saying i was well you took that personally (laughs) oh well who else could you possibly be talking about i mean not just at home like at airbnb or something you go to use the shower (laughs) and there's hair oh i don't want it what made you think about that (laughs) my second bother thing moving on (laughs) this is good i can just come here here and use all my issues as bothered instead of addressing them (laughs) oh my god such a typical cancer (laughs) passive aggressive no the other thing is is when people wear a mask below their nose why why are you even wearing a mask if you're not going to wear it correctly? Like, you just sit there. When we were coming back from our trip in the airplane, there was this lady. She continuously used her mask and pulled it below, below her nose. And every time the stewardess walked by, she corrected her said, ma'am, put the mask on over your nose. And as soon as she walked by and she you couldn't see her anymore, she would pull the mask down for Two and a half hours she did that. And I honestly just wanted to get out of my sleep seat and slap her upside the head. Like, I wish you would have. Just stop it. Put your freaking mask on. There's little kids wearing their mask. You can do it. Well. It just bothers me. Yeah. I mean, the fact that we are almost, what is it, nine months or whatever, or almost a year into this whole mask wearing pandemic thing. And people are still being idiots about it. I mean, I I just like don't even know what to say anymore. All I have to say is thank fucking God the vaccine is starting to be distributed to healthcare workers. And um, hopefully soon it will be available to the general public because hell yeah, baby, tap, tap that arm. Give me a double dose. Do you think that nobody's going to notice that you're just pretending to wear a mask? Like what? Yeah, it's frustrating. That bothers me. Yeah, it's very frustrating. But hopefully it will all be over soon. True. God, I'm so I have I have pandemic fatigue. And I won't be bothered if those people don't take the vaccine. I'm okay with that. You're not going to be bothered if they don't take it? No, because we will be vaccinated. I mean, they probably won't. This because is not just a COVID vaccine anymore. It's a vaccine to protect you from morons. <laughs> she said it. <laughs> oh, God. 
Um, well, my bothered thing today is going to be something a little more on the serious side. Um, and it's going to be in theme with what I was just talking about a couple minutes ago. And without being too specific, I'll just say that I'm bothered by people who are not mature enough to speak directly to another person when they have an issue with them. Um, and instead of speaking to them directly, they blast them all over social media without even giving them a chance to make it right, whatever they feel like they did wrong. And, um, yeah, I just think a lot of issues and problems could be solved by simply having communication and sometimes not, but, I mean, in the case that I'm thinking about, definitely could have probably been resolved without um, slandering a person who is not a terrible person. So also when people blessed somebody on social media, but they only in- they include a story out of context or they don't include all the details to make themselves look righteous and then a hundred people comment and oh my god that happened and you're here thinking wait you don't know the whole story you're commenting on somebody's perspective and possibly ruining somebody's reputation in business without really or knowing, at least trying to knowing the whole story and what do you accomplish for the, by doing that do you just make it just makes you feel better because everybody's saying, oh, poor you. I feel so bad for you. Because really, what do you accomplish by doing something like that? It only makes you look pathetic and small and immature. So handle your business appropriately and stop blasting people on social media or blasting business or whatever. If you have a, a, an issue, address it like a grown-ass person. The only thing that... Unless, unless, I mean, I don't know. There's certain situations when there are people out there who probably do deserve to be fucking blasted and exposed. But in most cases, the only thing that is going to be accomplished by one person doing that to another person or business or whatever is that it's going to make you look bad. And yes. people are just going to see that you're being negative and immature and it will reflect more negatively on the person who is making the post than it will on the person they're making the post about. Um, And from what I notice, I have noticed that there's a lot of people being blasted. There's this group called Bellingham Northwest Pacific Blast page, whatever it's called. I have seen people go there and, you know, explain, express their frustration with something without mentioning the business name saying well I went to this place and this is what happened to me and my order they're just uh, what do you say venting without affecting anyone and okay that's okay but the majority of people that get blasted don't even know that they're being blasted which is even worse they don't even have an opportunity to correct the issue or make it right you know, they find out that they're being blasted because somebody else who knew them maybe say, hey, did you know you got brought up on this page, which is so unfortunate. Okay, now, you know, if you try to make something right and 
you feel like you're only um, your last resort is to do that. But even then, what do you really accomplish by doing that? Yeah. Anyway. Mm, anyway. Sorry to get serious and not again not shared details but if you want to if you're curious about what i'm talking about you can feel free to ask me um but i'm not going to be the type of person who's going to blast somebody else <laughs> if you want to go behind our backs and blast us that's okay because Talk we'll, shit behind my back all because you want. we'll sure, be here on this podcast i'm sure people do it all setting the time. you straight <laughs> i'm sure people talk shit about me behind my back all the fucking time go ahead but it's different when you're putting it out there in public for everyone to see and then other people who don't even fucking know you start sharing it everywhere without even knowing anything or saying, hmm, I wonder if there's another side to this story. It's just icky. Don't do that. Yeah, it's icky. Anyway, on to the recap. <laughs> and now you know the rest of the story. Well, not really, but... Not really, but... Um, anyway, so... Okay, so I'm just going to kind of try to go in order here with my notes. We're probably going to skip over a lot of stuff because, honestly, it was pretty boring. Um, but basically, we start the episode where we left off from last week. We saw... Last week, we saw Bennett coming back, which... it All of it's a producer ploy. Bennett... Or, Tasha doesn't want Bennett there. The only reason she brought him back or agreed to let him come back for the rose ceremony was simply to try to steer the pot or cause a little drama between the other guys. Or or she was too scared of him to face him and say, I don't want you here. So she thought, I want to do this in a public and safe well, place. that and Tasha's a nice person too. Sure. Like, I think that if somebody, especially because he... I mean, I'm just going to say it. I think him saying that he loved her was pure manipulation. That man doesn't feel anything. And she probably was thinking, well, you know, like you said, actually, too, like, let me bring him back on. That way I can dump him in front of everyone so that if he tries to come back again or pull anything, it will look really bad for him. Yes. So. So anyway, um, at the beginning of this episode, uh, Chris Harrison and Tasha are talking. Tasha seems pretty overwhelmed. And then Chris Harrison. Oh, Chris Harrison is back, by the way, from taking his son to college. And he's asking Tasha about Bennett as if he doesn't already know exactly what's going on. Major eye roll. And yeah, I mean, she's kind of just like, yeah, yeah, you know, tells him what's going on, blah, 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 whatever. And I will say that I something that I really love about Tasha as a lead is that I th- and I don't know if I said this last week. You know, people can probably hear you picking your teeth in the microphone with that straw right now. <laughs> Sorry. Jesus, I can't take this woman anywhere. <laughs> something, something stuck. Okay, there. well, this cl- the visual is only going to be posted for sixty <laughs> seconds. I think you can handle it. Ay ay ay. Anyway, what I was it's saying. Bothering me though. What I was saying was that. Tasha seems super genuine. Like, I believe everything she says. I don't think that she's faking anything at all. Um, I think she is just genuinely a very charismatic, entertaining, bubbly, sweet person. And that's, I think that she makes a great lead and she doesn't have to try. I feel like a lot of other leads really either lean into the game of the show or they like take it up a notch and really, you know, uh, exaggerate themselves and I don't think Tasha does that she seems very genuine and it's nice to watch 
And that's probably why all these men are falling in love with her. Well, and she's obviously gorgeous. But, um, yeah, I just every week I'm just like, man, like she is I, I would say probably one like if not one of if not the best bachelorette we've ever had. And I only wish we had more of her and not a short season. But, you know, here we are. So basically, um, we the guys don't know Bennett is back yet, as far as we know in the episode. And the next thing we see is that Blake is having his first one-on-one date with Tasha, which if you've been watching the show... For any amount of time, you know that if your first one-on-one is happening this late in the show, it's probably not looking super good for you. Yeah. So, uh, so Blake is going to meet Tasha for her one-on-one, and I wrote down that he's looking real cute. The man's got some good style. He's looking and sounding very Canadian. Um, and I sometimes just wish that he wouldn't open his mouth because as soon as he does, I'm like, you are a cartoon character, but he is nice to look at. You don't think so? I think he's very handsome, but I just, he's too goofy for me. He literally, he reminds me of Sully from Monsters, Inc. But like, who doesn't love Sully, you know? Anyway, so they go on their date and... They have this date with this Reiki crystal healer person, super hippy dippy shit, which I feel like they do a lot on the show. Um, and uh, oh, the I thought it was funny. Uh, the the lady says, "Okay, now it's time for you to disrobe." And Blake's eyes practically fell out of his head. He was like, "Ooh, get more nakedness on the show." Okay, great. <laughs> So later we find out that he really enjoys being naked. So I guess he was probably stoked. But um, they sit there and they have their date. They're doing the whole straddling each other, looking into each other's eyes. And it was really awkward because you can definitely tell that they have zero sexual chemistry. I never saw anybody in a position that is supposed to be sensual and romantic looking so stiff and not in a good way. And she's just sitting there like, uh, where do I put my legs? And he's like super straight. Well, I think he was definitely really into it, but she was not. And it was written all well, over her if face. If that's him being into it, then I don't know, because he looked like he was super uncomfortable. Well, I mean, it is uncomfortable, but I seen them. They've done that little thing where the girl sits on the guy's lap and they yeah. have somebody there doing some stupid thing. And they get super into it, start kissing, whatever. But he looked like he was paralyzed, like he'd been beat by a snake or something. Well, I mean, he can probably feel her energy and feel that she's not super into it, but he was. And so he's probably like, okay, what do I do? Well, I thought she was reacting out of his energy, though. You think? I think she would have gone with the flow. I don't know. know. I think it was the other way around. Either way. But that was the worst date they could have after him in. after that little scene. I wrote down in my notes, Tasha's gonna send him home before the night portion of the date, and they don't even get to the night portion. Fast forward to literally three minutes later, they go sit on a bench, still sweating from the date. Which, by the way, this was an extremely sweaty episode. 
Yeah. Did you notice for, that? Except for her. She never sweats. Literally, the entire four hours of the show that we watched, every single person was, you could see the sweat literally dripping off them like a faucet was on over their heads. And, and Tasha was a matte finished goddess. I was like, excuse me? What is yeah, going on? Even when they were indoors, I thought, don't they have air conditioning but i felt like it was more intense this week than it has been in any other week i wonder if she gets cold very easily so she told them to just keep the air condition really like but even when they're outside you do not see one bead of sweat on her this week yeah true i was like what the hell is going on i mean i know it's hot out and so like i choose the ice queen it's understandable that the guys are you know that everyone's sweating but like this week, I just feel like we saw it a lot more than we yeah, have in previous even the, episodes. the family members, other family yeah. members are just dripping like, sweat. what the fuck is going on with everyone dripping sweat? It was really weird. Anyway, they sit down on the bench and she's pretty much straightforward. She's like, yeah, I don't really feel it. Time for you to go home. So he does. And, I'm and he was it. probably thinking, how am I going to get the green card now? Well, the thing that was weird was that... You didn't even laugh at my joke. What? You didn't even laugh at my joke. Sorry, I'm trying to get through my notes here. Um, don't worry. If Blake wants a green card, go. I'm sure there's plenty of Americans willing. He can willing. go to nine day fiance show now. Can you imagine? Um, so yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm glad she didn't lead him on and make him go through the rest of the date. And you know, it was. It felt like a clean break. He gets in the limo. He's not really showing a lot of emotion. And then after he drives away, she's like sobbing and like saying, I'm so sorry to no one and seems really upset. But I don't know. I don't think it's because she like felt super strong feelings for Blake. I think it's just because she is a sweet person and she doesn't want to hurt anybody. And when it gets down to the wire, when there's so few guys left, um, the feelings, I think, just in general and emotions are just heightened. And oh, um, everything is very concentrated, too, because they're in the same place the entire time. They don't get to just break away, get in a flight, have a break. Well, from it, it seems it's like it seems like going. all the guys are like close, really close to each other, too. Like, especially now that Noah and Bennett are. Go- well, Bennett is back. But you know what I mean? Like all the all the last guys that are there, they all seem like they're like buds. Um, pretty chill yeah so um oh god the next part is what really broke my heart so she sends Blake home I don't know how much time goes by but she basically sends Blake home cries about it whatever and then she goes into the room where the rest of the guys are and she is like visibly upset and she goes we need to talk which is never a good thing and she sits down maybe and that's why she was emotional she was already anticipating that Ooh, hot take that's a very good point yeah she probably, was probably thinking about that the whole time yeah, that's all she could think about well yeah because after she sent blake home i can't remember but i think she said something about like okay now now i know what i need to do and you know she's trying i think she's trying to let these guys go before you know, with dignity, without sending them home at a rose ceremony and making them stay any longer than they need to. Um, so she walks into the room, says, we need to talk, sits down, and all the guys like are like looking like deer in headlights because they're obviously, I think they probably know what's about to happen. 
and she sits there and she just breaks down and starts sobbing. Well, also they're triggered after Claire's half part know, of it. Right? Yeah, they're like, what the <laughs> Every fuck? Every time somebody says, we need to talk. They're like, oh. They're like, oh God. Um, so she sits down and she's like, just can't even get a word out. She's sobbing. All the guys are like, oh my God. Like, I feel so bad. Like the whole situation, like, especially because all those guys, you know, have feelings for her and it's just a really weird situation and she knows what she's about to do. Um, so she finally is able to collect herself and, um, Zach looks like he's about to shit his pants. He's like, Oh hell no, you're not sending, you have to meet my family. Do not send me home. (laughs) And so then she asks, poor Riley to go outside and talk and we know that this is the end. I mean, what else could possibly be going on? So I think, I think Riley also knows what's about to happen and cause he kind of gets that face like, you know, he's trying to prepare himself for what's about to happen. And at first when she's kind of explaining to him that it's time for him to go and that she's sending him home, he kind of seemed pissed Like, I think he said, like, why did you keep me here for so long and this and that? And, you know, she's just kind of talking it out with him and they talk for a few minutes. And then he broke my heart and said this. He says to Tasha, the longer I sit here, the longer I hear you talk, see you smile, the more pain I'll feel. Something along those lines. And he's like, I just need to go. Like us sitting here talking isn't going to make me feel better. I just need to go and start trying to get over it. And I was just like, oh, ouchie. But also, like, that is the way you handle a breakup or when the lead sends you home. Not like Bennett. Oh, are you sure? Oh, I didn't see this coming. Are you, uh, 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 This doesn't feel right. It's like, no, you just accept your fate and be gracious about it and leave. And that is exactly what happened. Um, and then... I think Riley either in an interview or in the limo says he feels like Tasha is the one for him and you can definitely tell that he's devastated but he's trying to kind of but keep it together. But she wasn't the one, buddy. I know. The one is right here sitting next to me. What? <laughs> You're the one for him. Me? <laughs> what are you talking about? He's too serious for me, I think. Also, what a joke. That would never happen. Um... <laughs> I'm sitting here never like, yeah. Never so never. So, okay. So, I'm going to his DM and put a good word in good for Good luck you. with that. Let me know how it goes. <laughs> so, Riley goes home. It's tragic. I'm sad to see him go, but there can only be one, and he's not the one. So, then, the next thing is the rose ceremony. And, of course, Brendan is best dressed as usual. And in walks Bennett. And before the... Before all the guys can even see him, he's like, hey, everybody, you look like you saw a ghost. I'm like, I don't think anyone actually saw you before you delivered this prepared line. But that's neither here nor there. So Bennett walks in. The guys are obviously pissed and like, what the fuck is this clown doing here? And he sits next to Zach and he's like acting all chummy with him. And Zach's like, why are you touching me? Stop. And uh, he's talking about how he's like, oh, well, I just had to come back because 
I just felt like people were going to just see me as this Harvard D-bag and that's just not who I am. And it's like, well, it is though. And that's how we all see you. And there's nothing you can do to change our minds. And um, so he's just sitting there and, and saying how, oh, well, I came back and I told Tasha I loved her and she sent me a note saying she wanted to see me at the rose ceremony and invited me to come. So here I am and blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, Bennett, shut the fuck up. Your time was over last week. The only reason you're here is so that Tasha can get some enjoyment out of dumping you twice in front of everybody. So sit down. And sure enough, that's exactly what happens. So Dark Lord Harrison, a.k.a. Chris Harrison, comes in and announces that the cocktail party is canceled. Tasha knows exactly what she wants to do. No surprise. So uh, and then I wrote Tasha has entered the chat. And uh, so Ben is the only one who has a rose already going into the rose ceremony, which means he is automatically on to hometowns and then the next person to get a rose is zach and then ivan and then brendan so bennett and noah are axed they're both going home and i felt like noah had a very lovely gracious exit he actually cried some tears which is a was a surprise to me um and then finally bennett is gone for good bless if they let him go to paradise I mean, they probably will. He has to be in paradise. Oh, God, I hate him. You know who he reminds me of? We live to hate him. He reminds me of Michael Scott from The Office. Except in the end of The Office, everyone ends up loving Michael Scott. And I don't think anyone's ever going to love Bennett. Fuck that guy. But remember that guy that we all hated it? And then when he went to bed, Bachelor in Paradise, we start liking him. Jordan. The, the one that got kicked out because of that fight. Jordan. Yep. So you just never uh, know. But but Bennett's not funny though. Jordan's hilarious. Bennett. Bennett. Just but Jordan gives, wasn't funny at first. Uh, he 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 was always cracking jokes. Bennett's not Bennett's not a funny guy. He's just he's fucking pretentious. I don't think he's human. He's a robot. He must be. He's a he's a he's a producer robot. They're just pressing buttons and making him do whatever they want him to do. <laughs> so that's basically the end of Monday night's episode. Nothing, I mean, really the highlight of the episode, well, the the most uh, emotional or, or thing that drew the most out of me personally was the breakup with Riley. Um, that really broke my heart. But other than that, there wasn't really a whole lot no. going on. The mental all was pretty boring. Oh, yeah. The mental all was after that. Jeez Louise. Yeah, the mental all was pretty uneventful. The only good part was that interaction with Chris Harrison and what's his name again? Remember the one Ed. that was Ed that was looking for Tasia's uh, room and ended up in Chris's room. Also, I have to make note that Ed looks like he had a little bit of a glow up on mental all. And I was trying to figure out what he looked different. His personality was better, too. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it was. That. But I think he probably got in to see his uh, Botox person. He was looking fresh. He was looking elevated. And also, I think when he was on the show, he must have accidentally like shaved his eyebrows too far in <laughs> because his eyebrows were looking a lot better, which just made his whole face look better. As a, Well, like, they probably had pro professional makeup artists take care of them before. Listen, too. whatever it was, Ed was looking a lot 
lot better <laughs> in it the Pentel All than he was on the show. And I was like, okay. I like Ed. We're aware. You're the only one. No, he's nice. Smash that five stars and write a review if you're Team Ed with Mama Halbert. Okay, thanks. Yes. Um, or else? if you're a team Chris Harrison too. There's a few people that I was surprised that weren't there. Um, Chasen, not Jason. Jason was there. Well, Chasen, probably C-H, because was not there. they couldn't just go home and come back for the tell-all. They had to go through the whole quarantine and yeah. testing. So some of them were like, "Ah, uh, not worth it." Yeah, Joe, our fan favorite, Joe Park, the uh, the Asian doctor, was not there. I was very sad, but he you was know, probably healing people. He has more important things to do. Don't yeah. blame him. Um, what else? Bennett and Noah, of course, take up most of the episode. By Spencer wasn't there. Yeah, Spencer wasn't there. I mean, he wasn't really in the show that much either. Sure. But. Bennett and Noah get into it, and they're basically screaming at each other, which I was just like, I'm so fucking over this drama. And um, what else? I'm trying to see if there's anything else that stood out to me. Um, ba 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 ba. Oh, the I loved when they showed they showed the clip of Ed going to. Chris Harrison's room to all the guys and the look on all their faces that was watching so it. So good. That was funny. Yeah. Um, and then I love too when when Chris Harrison brought up Claire. Oh wait, wait, wait. About Ed too when he tells Chris Harrison, the guys are all complaining that you don't knock anymore. And he's like, What? Yeah, you used to knock before you came. <laughs> oh my god. I thought he was gonna say they're upset that you don't come around l- enough anymore, that you don't knock anymore. <laughs> He's just giving Chris Harrison, the executive producer of the show, some constructive criticism that he didn't <laughs> ask for. Okay, Ed. Oh, gosh. Um. Yeah, so Chris merely mentions Claire's name. And they, of course, zoom in on Jason's face, and he practically is turning into a puddle. He's probably still in love with her, poor guy. Um, Why? Well, never know. Really don't know. (laughs) And let's see what else. Uh, Oh, and then, of course, they bring in Yosef, which, I mean, obviously they did it just to try to bring some drama because there really wasn't much other than Bennett and Noah screaming at each other, which I'm just like, okay, we're so over this. So in walks Yosef. I honestly can't even believe he agreed to come because he is probably the most hated man in Bachelor Nation right now. Especially since he didn't try to make things right. If he had come there to say, hey, I regret what I did and all that. but no, such an ass. And then and then someone asked him, I think it was Chris Harrison, he was trying to give him an opportunity to make himself look better and saying, listen, like, if you could apologize to Claire, would you or what would you say or whatever? And he's like, no, I don't regret anything. And and someone said, well, what if somebody talked to your daughter like that? And then he says, well, if my daughter was acting that way, I hope someone would call her out. I was like, you are a monster. It's not about calling her out. It's the way you did it. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. And then Jason starts going crazy defending Claire. No surprise. Yosef 
says he has no regrets. Pan over to Bennett, and he's just sitting there smiling, happy that the tension's off him. He's and like, you make me look good. You, yeah. you make me look like a Boy Scout. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, that, I mean, yeah, that was just gross. Yosef is such a douche. And I find it highly ironic that his whole issue supposedly was with the guys getting nude on a date or mostly nude on this date with Claire, the dodgeball date, like what, how many weeks ago, whatever. And then the three guys, three of the guys that were the most naked on that date who were actually there, Yosef was not actually on that date. They all pipe up and say, hey, Yosef, um, we were actually all on that date. We were all the ones that were the most nude. We didn't have a problem with it. And we didn't we weren't forced to strip down. We just did it because we, you know, we're fine with it. So you blaming Claire for that and going all crazy on her was completely inappropriate. And you weren't even fucking there. So, like, don't try to act all self-righteous like you were just defending us or something because we didn't ask for it. I was like, yes, Kenny, you tell him. Um. Oh my God! Okay, you have to stop doing shit like that because then I say it and nobody can see what's going on. I was trying on. to see if it fit, but it doesn't. Mama Halbert is to my left, deep throating the microphone while I'm trying to give you guys a recap. Oh my God! How are we gonna get staying alive? Staying alive. Oh God. Okay. Well, thank God they make Yosef leave before Tasha comes out. She doesn't know who he is, but whatever. Tasha comes out and I'm listen, she is probably one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen, but I'm just going to say it. Silver is not her color. That dress she was wearing, it just wasn't doing anything for her. And yeah, that's all I wrote down. Uh, of course, they pan over to Riley's face. He is clearly still in love with her and it's so sad. And... um. What else? What else happened? He starts talking to her and um, they show the they show the clip of their breakup in front of everyone, which I was like, oh, God, this is painful to watch. And he says how, you know, he didn't want to relive that and it still feels fresh and Tasha feels bad and wants to give him a hug. They go sit next to each other. Kumbaya, blah, blah, blah. And that's basically it. That's basically all that happened. They show the bloopers, were, which weren't even that funny. Um, and that concludes Monday night's episode. So on to... Now we are on to Tuesday night's episode, which consisted of hometown dates. And I say hometown dates in quotations, because obviously they couldn't actually go to everyone's hometown. So uh, they kind of did this weird thing where Chris Harrison comes into the room with all the guys and basically announces that hometowns, he's like, so all the hometowns are going to take place right here at La Quinta. And it's like, well, yeah, fucking duh. Did any of these guys actually think they were going to be going home? Yeah, right. Um... And uh, Chris Harrison starts telling all of them, okay, so all your families are here and obviously not everyone could make it, but here's the people that are going to be here for each of you. And um, yeah, so then he leaves and 
oh, let's see. And all the guys kind of have this moment where they all hug and they all just seem really sweet. And I love the all the guys she has left. They're all so great. So Brendan is the first hometown of the night. And Chris Harrison kind of explains that since they can't actually go to their hometowns, they are setting up dates on the resort to kind of simulate, assimilate, assimilate, like what it would be like if they were to go on a hometown date. Simulate. Simulate? Simulate. Assimilate is when you take something in, absorb something. I mean, that could work. Simulate is when you pretend. Anyway, so they set up these dates. The guys are... I guess, in charge of, you know, coming up with an idea of what to do. And so Brendan goes first. Tasha is clearly obsessed with Brendan. And I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. But he's he's she's going to pick him. Brendan's going to be the one she picks. There's no other option for her at this point. Do you agree? Well, I like Ivan. Well, yeah, we like him, but she doesn't. Not like that. She I likes know, him, but I think I think she likes him. Yeah, I think she likes him, but she's not going to pick him. I don't think she's going to pick Zach. I know that. She's going to pick Brendan. So uh oh, so they go and Brendan has set up this little carnival. He says he comes from a very small town and carnivals and stuff like that or whatever are like a big thing where he lives and he goes, "Okay, well there's one more thing that we can't start this date until we have this one more thing and then outruns his niece and I'm like why am I crying uh I don't know I think now that I'm a mom anything that has to do with kids I'm like oh my god so sweet she was precious yeah she was so cute so his little niece runs out and you know what'd be really cool is if in 10 years from now she is the bachelorette uh, and they playing that scene in the back. That's remember really ten years ago, like they do that on American Idol and all those music shows. That's you know? so random. <laughs> I highly doubt it, but okay. <laughs> there, I'm predicting. Th- I'm predicting. There's a theory nobody thought about. Oh my god. <laughs> so they're doing their date. They're playing their games. Everything's going well. And this part of the date where. Brendan and his niece are showing Tasha their secret handshake. And then Tasha's like, ooh, I want to do one. So the three of them try to come up with this handshake. And then in the background, you hear this weird, shitty, like, hip-hop music. And they're all, like, I literally could not watch it. It was the cringiest thing I've ever seen. Brendan's hot, but he shouldn't dance. It's not a good look for him. And, I mean, they were having fun, I guess, but I was dying of secondhand embarrassment. And I was just really happy when that was over. Anything to add? You're just going to sit there and not say anything? I'm waiting for the Ivan show. <laughs> oh, no. Down. <laughs> oh, Lord. So, Tasha is meeting Brendan's brother, sister-in-law, and then... Already met the niece, and Brendan is like getting very emotional, saying how his brother is like a father figure to him. Their dad passed away, and so um, he's extremely close with his brother. And I wrote down that his brother looks like a washed up uh, boy band member. 
He looks like one of the members of, is it NSYNC or Backstreet Boys? I don't know. But not in a bad way. I mean, he's a good looking guy, but I'm very much getting washed up boy band vibes from Brendan's brother. <laughs> well, it's because you're expecting something like Brendan, so. I wasn't expecting anything. I'm just oh. giving you my opinion. So then let's see. Yeah, I just wrote down that his family seemed really sweet and everything seemed to go really well. Tasha says that she has this game over feeling and she could see Brendan as her husband. I'm like, yeah, girl, we all can too. And yeah, that's pretty much it. And then we're on to Zach's hometown. And I wrote down that the dress she had on for her date with Zach was one of my favorites. I mean, she has had hands down the best wardrobe of any person Wait, to ever be on the what show. What was she wearing? She was wearing that like pale pink kind of pleated dress that had like the crisscross in the front that had like the little cutouts. Huh. She just looked so cute. And um, what else? So Zach, even though he's from New Jersey, is giving Tasha a pseudo New York experience. He's teaching her how to hail a cab. I thought it was very cute. They go and have bagels and he's giving her shit for putting blueberries on her bagel, which I thought was really weird. I'm like, why are you so concerned about her putting blueberries on her bagel? I don't understand. Where, where is he from? He's from New Jersey. Oh. But... I guess there's nothing to do in New Jersey. So, I mean, I don't know. I've never been. But they do that. And Zach is the sweatiest person in this entire episode. And it was driving me insane. I was like, if I was Tasha. He's probably going to man pause. What? <laughs> man pause. Man pause? Yeah. What the menopause? fuck is man pause? It's the male version of menopause. Wouldn't it be manopause? No, man pause. <laughs> man pause. Okay. <laughs> anyway, if I had to be around all these guys and I wasn't sweating and all of them looked like they had a bucket of water dumped over their head and then they were like wanting to make out with you the whole time, I'm sorry, I can't. Ugh, you're nasty. Anyway. Yeah, so they probably went into that water fountain. Just like, right? don't take a bath. <laughs> Right over there. Well, that was the thing I wrote down. They, so they get into the fountain for some reason. And Zach like pulls her down on top of him. And they're like in their clothes sitting in the fountain making out. And it just felt very like, I don't know. As I guess as a viewer, it did not feel organic at all. It was very strange. I was like, I feel like I shouldn't be watching this right now. But they seemed like they were having a good time, I guess. So... The night portion begins. Tasha looks bomb in her little black jumpsuit. Matching Zach's mom. And it turns had- out that <laughs> Tasha decided to match all the moms in this episode with her outfits because later on we see that she's also matching with Ivan's mom. Um, so Tasha is going to meet Zach's parents and his brother. And Ta- or sorry, Zach's brother is grilling Tasha about like how does how does Zach compare to the other guys? And she kind of starts giving him this diplomatic answer. And he waits for her to finish and goes, well, you didn't really answer my question. And she was like, ooh. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I think towards, it seemed like towards the end of, 
of their uh, hometown with with his family, that his family really warmed up to Tasha and they seemed very sweet. His parents are obviously a little bit older because he's a little bit older, um, but they seemed very sweet and supportive. And um, Zach has obviously been through a lot. And so I think they probably are just happy to see him happy. Um I hate to break it to his family that it's not going to last because Tasha's going to break his heart. But, you know, in this moment, they're having a good time. So uh, Douglas, Zach's dad, says he thinks Zach is smitten and that he really likes Tasha. And then Zach starts talking to his mom. They both are sobbing. It's very precious. Uh, I'm obsessed with Zach's parents. I think they're adorable. So, yeah, I don't know. Not really much to say about that true oh my god <laughs> you guys still with us is everybody alive we good the energy is a little low in this room oh, here. i'm a little tired it's okay all... well get it together all right next up is next up is ivan's date oh my god ivan he's and so cute the i think the day the day portion of ivan's date Tasha seemed to it seemed to be her favorite. She loved being in the kitchen cooking and said she was really in her element. And uh, Although that food looked pretty burned to me. Yeah, the food looked terrible. I'm not going to lie to you. It looked burnt as fuck. And, <laughs> but they were drinking wine. And when you're drinking wine, you're going to have a good time no matter what you're doing. And you're going to be full. So they didn't need to eat it anyway. So... They're having a great time. I did write down that I feel like Ivan and Tasha have sibling energy. Like, even though they're making out, like, minus the making out, I just feel like they're just, like, friends. I don't... I don't. I didn't feel like that at all. I felt like they're very comfortable with each other, which is a good thing yeah, in the I, relationship. No, I agree. Like, they're not putting on a show or trying to... They're comfortable with each other like siblings something would be. that is not there. No, siblings don't make out. In I the said kitchen. minus the make. Well, you know, in some parts of the country they do. <laughs> That's true. Some there are there are siblings that exist that do make out, that's and that's true. a podcast for another day. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, I mean, yeah, sure. They, I think she, they have more friend chemistry than they do romantic chemistry. I don't think she wants to ha- sleep with him. She doesn't want to fuck oh, the guy. Oh, she definitely does. No, she him. doesn't. No, I fully disagree. All right. I mean, I would gladly, but I don't think Tasha wants to. Same. <laughs> Rip. Oh my god. She's a cougar. Whoa, 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 whoa. She's a cougar. Oh my. God. <laughs> oh god. So, Tasha will be meeting Ivan's parents and Ivan lets her know that she is the only the second person he's ever introduced to his family. And that is intimidating as hell. And so they go into the date. Tasha is. And once- he keeps saying how he wishes brother could be there. Oh, yeah. I don't know if he was in prison or what or why he couldn't be there. He wasn't in prison. He got out of prison. Oh, already. Don't you remember the whole conversation they had? Yeah, kind of. Obviously not. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> So, Tasha is once again matching with Ivan's mom. And, 
Let's see. Oh, I wrote down that Ivan's dad is giving me very much like wise, like Morgan Freeman vibes. Yeah, he was. Don't you think? Yes. Not quite the same voice, but I mean, you can't really. He was actually giving her not advice about his son. He was giving her advice as if she was his daughter, which was so sweet. And she was like, whoa. You yeah, know, you could see all over her face that she really liked really, that. I really liked that his parents were very, they were genuine and they were realistic, but they were just so sweet at the I mean, all of their families were great. His mom was a little more pushy, I think, but his dad wasn't. Yeah. She was more like, oh, I'm really skeptical. skeptical. But he said that to Ivan. She said that to Ivan, not no, to Tisha. No, I know. She was more like, she wasn't as warm as his dad. Yeah. Well, but also then- just different culture too yeah totally well and then ivan tells his mom that he's not ready to propose which is fine because he's not going to be in a position where he'll have the option because he's going to get sent home eventually he's not he's not going to be in the top two but i think he is going to be in the top two top two yes no i I predict him and brandon i disagree um i agree so anyway they're they're getting to the end of their date and uh they're talking about he's talking about how much he wishes his brother could be there and then of course in true bachelor style in walks Ivan's brother Gabriel and Ivan turns into a puddle <laughs> everyone is shocked and Gabe <laughs> I was shocked too <laughs> When he walked on the door, I was like, who the heck is that? It was like a Russell Wilson meet Marshawn Lynch mixed or something. (laughs) He was so, I was so surprised. Ivan and his brother are pretty much polar opposites from each other in every way. But okay, he has, Gabe has to be in Bachelor in Paradise. He just That's has not going to happen. He have to be there. Oh, maybe not because he's got a, a record. Yeah, that's definitely not going to happen. Wait, what happen. was he in prison for? I don't know. Yeah, the little tattoos on Here's the face. Here's the thing. We were watching the episode and Mama Halbert was cracking up the whole time. <laughs> and I'm going to be really honest with you. I'm not sure what everyone else's opinion is or perspective or like what other recap shows have said about it. But... I personally, I don't know, something about the way they brought Ivan's brother in rubbed me the wrong way. Uh, I feel like on past seasons, there's always someone's family member. There's always one of the families. There's always a member of the family who starts some sort of drama or brings some sort of spice. Like the one that I can think of that sticks out of my mind was Desiree's season. Her brother was kind of like grilling um one of the guys and like kind of like causing issues and um not being very nice and I feel like there's been other like I feel like every season there's always one member of someone's family who who isn't nice or who comes off in like a bad way or whatever and part of me kind of felt like they brought Ivan's brother in thinking that maybe he would basically like a dancing monkey like 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 here we're gonna bring you in as like a as like a a it was a shock 
shock value, value yes. or like um and for those of you that didn't watch it <clears throat> like seriously he looked like he had been part of a gang or something well he probably he was. had a little cheer tear tattoos on the face and you know he looked very like i mean if you were judging him by his appearances without hear him talk you would think oh my god you know what's going on <laughs> But it turned out that he was so sweet and just very yeah, mature. Yeah, I mean, he's obviously lived a very different life than yeah, a different lot of us life. have probably experienced or know anything about. And I, I think it's great that I thought I thought seeing his relationship, Ivan and his brother's relationship was really cool and it was really sweet. And, and seeing Taisha get to talk with him was really cool. But I, I just I just didn't like the way that it seemed like they were trying to pass it off like, oh, we're going to surprise you. But to me, it felt more like, I don't know, just something about it didn't feel good. They like wanted a was, reaction from everybody. Like, oh, my God, that, I wonder what people, how people are going to react when they see him. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, they, he should have been there from the beginning. Yeah. Almost like a, what's the they word I'm They wanted to catch for? Tasia by surprise, too. And she was so sweet when she was talking to him. Yeah. You know, she really valued him. But you could tell that her first reaction was like, I mean, my first reaction was when I was watching. Yeah, it cracked me up because I wasn't expecting it. And the way Ivan talked about his brother, in my mind, I had created this image. And then when I saw him, I was like, what? But the guy was so incredibly mature and sweet and... Well, if anything, I think maybe it's a good lesson to remind us all not to judge a book by its cover. Exactly. Um, but I just feel like, I, I don't know, I, I just, something felt off to me the way that they did it or handled it. I felt yeah. like he could have still surprised him and come out earlier in the episode. You know what I mean? It didn't have to be sure. at the very end. Granted, it's possible that maybe he did come out in the beginning and they just stitched it together in a way that made it look like it was the end for the storyline. I don't know, but something about it just felt off to me, but it was cool to get to meet, you know, Ivan's brother and see that whole interaction and their relationship and everything. Um, so then I think that that really endeared Ivan to Tasia even more that she spoke so highly of his brother and anybody that saw him and didn't know him would not think highly of him because of his probably, appearance. Yeah, he probably gets judged a lot. A lot, yeah. So I think that was very endearing to her to see how much respect she had that he had for him. And, you know, even though he has all these tattoos and he looks on on the rough side, he's not that at all. That's obviously on his, you know, part of his history. But he's just this very genuine, loving, caring, compassionate. And Iva had so much respect and compassion for him. Telling him that he yeah. looks up to him and yeah. he's the most important person in his life. And it was it was really sweet to get to see that. Yes. But I just wish that it would have been done maybe a little bit differently. Yeah, but. because I think that a lot of people in his situation would have been embarrassed to, yeah. you know, have him there. And he was and he was so proud. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, so that basically ends Ivan's date, and then we are on to Ben, which is the last one, right? Ben yep. was the last one? Yeah. So it's Ben's turn, 
and they're doing a Venice date. Um, he's from. He says he's from Indiana, but Venice is what feels like home to him. That's where he lives. So they go rollerblading. He has the little fake Venice sign strung up, which was cute. And then um, he basically tells Tasha that he's going to be meeting a close family friend and his sister and says that unfortunately his parents aren't going to be there. His dad is a doctor, I guess. So, um, yeah. So they go into their, they basically go right into the second portion of the date and Ben and his sister, I mean, his sister literally looks like Ben with a wig minus all the muscles. They look so much alike. And he, yeah, I mean, the whole, the whole date was fairly uneventful, I felt like. I did want to note that after I watched the episode, I was scrolling through TikTok and someone did a video, the close family friend he had there, her name's Antonio, uh, Antonia, Antonia. Um, Lafoso, Lafoso, Lafosa, something like that. Apparently, she's like a super famous chef. It has been on like uh, different cooking shows, and I guess he is her like personal trainer, and they've become very close. And so the person who like made this TikTok was like, "I thought she looked familiar," and I'm like, "They're like, why didn't they say who she was?" Or like. They're like, she, they didn't do her justice. Like, they just made it seem like she was just this person, this family friend or whatever. But it turns out that she's, like, a super famous chef. Anyway, side note. Um, so he's talking with her, and and she's, she's kind of, you know, Ben is very uh, guarded. And she, Antonia starts saying to Ben, she's like, you love her, don't you? And he goes, and he kind of sits there and thinks about it, and then he finally is like, He's like, yeah, I do. Like, I'm in love with her. And then basically the rest is, uh, is you know, showing their interactions and everything. I honestly don't think that he was in love with her. I think he was in love with the idea of being in love with her. That's something that he really wants in his life. But I think he was trying to talk himself into being in love and, you know, having the happy ending or whatever but i don't think he was there yeah i don't think so either and she, he even questioned him says i don't know if i love her and then the other goes, oh yes you love her he goes oh yeah i guess i do love her yeah it, like that's weird yeah he definitely i mean i'm sure he does have strong feelings for her but it's not going to take long for him to go home and he's going to get over it he's yeah, going to be just over. fine mm -hmm. um so this whole time he's all he's all tortured saying he needs to tell her he loves her he wants to say how she, how he feels and all this and then he ends up not telling her and a note that i wrote down is that i feel like in seasons past in most seasons hometown dates are usually when the people who are left tell the lead that either they're falling in love with them or they are in love with them and nobody did Nobody yeah, I said mean, it. honestly, Brandon is not even sure if he's going to propose yet. Uh, I think we'll get to that later. Um, but but I just thought that was really interesting because usually that's when that's when that happens and none of them said it. So I don't know if they just didn't show it or if they really didn't or what. But 
Um, Tasha says in an interview that she's falling for all of them. And basically, then it's uh, rose ceremony time. Hometown dates are over. Um, I wrote down my prediction. I said, I think she's going to send Ivan home. I said, no, she's not. And and then and then mom says she thinks she's sending. She thinks that Tasha is going to send Ben home. And then she changed her mind and says she's going to send. She's going to shock us and send Zach home. Well, that's just because I wanted her to send Zach home. <laughs> well, that but was... I knew she wasn't going to send Ivan. I knew that. OK, well, I really thought she was going to send Ivan home. I think Ivan has a pretty good shot at this. And sure enough, Ivan gets the first rose, so I was wrong. I was right. And then Zach gets the next rose. Brendan gets the last rose, which means Ben is going home. And Tasha goes to walk him out. And Ben seems... He seems devastated, but I don't know if that came through to Tasha because she later goes on to say... Honestly, I think he was more relieved than devastated. Uh, I think at that point, he was like, how am I going to get out of this mess? I don't think so. I think he was upset. Yeah, I mean, he was upset, but at the same time, I think he was relieved. Yeah, she basically says, like, she just wishes she would have seen more emotion from Ben. That's all she wanted. That's why she sent him home. And she said, I spent a lot of time and energy pulling things out of Ben. And she just can't continue doing that forever, which is totally fair. I mean, I know it's a very sped up process, but, you know, these guys know what they're getting themselves into. And the stakes are high when you're getting that far into it. I think that if Ben was really into her... He would have pulled her off before the rose ceremony and said, can I talk to you? And he would have told her, you know, yeah. no, no matter what he happens, no matter what you do, I just want you to know that I love you. And he didn't do Even to the very end as he was leaving, he showed her nothing. He gave yeah. Her nothing. Yeah. I kept thinking, oh, he's going to turn around and run after her. But like I said, I think he was in love with the idea of being in well love. speaking of turning around and running after her i've been seeing theories and people have been saying that they think that ben is going to come back hmm. so honestly i kind of hope not because i'm just like please just just stay home let the guys who are left you had your chance yeah, let, yeah. it's we don't need the extra drama. This season has been fucking insane enough as it is. I mean, we're on our second Bachelorette, for God's sake. Like, well, and it's also like once she sent you home, she already processed it. She already got started getting over it. She's already focusing on the relationships that are there. Yeah, it's not fair to her. It's not fair to her, but, you know, you're just going to make yourself be disappointed twice because well we, i mean we'll see i guess yeah i guess if that's even what happens it's just people are starting to speculate but yeah so that's pretty much the end of the episode so that means that ivan brennan and zach are on to fantasy suites next week i think my prediction is the next week before she goes into fantasy suite Zach is going to confess to her that there was a situation where he cheated and he was just afraid to tell her and she's going to send him home and she's going to be left with Ivan and Brendan and I think she's going to 
choose Ivan. Brandon is too serious for her. Okay. And let me give you my prediction slash theory. Uh, based on my own opinions and also based on things I've heard other people say. And here's here's what I think. I think that they are trying to make Brendan seem understated and like he's not going to be the one she picks. Like, I feel like they're trying to, the producers are trying to write this narrative that Brendan's not going to be the one she picks and they're they're paying more attention to Zach and Ivan and and showing more of their families and painting them more not that they're they're not painting Brendan in a negative light but I just feel like they're they're giving a lot more attention to Ivan and Zach because when she I feel like they kind of always want you to not love the person that they the lead ends up choosing so that we're devastated when the person we thought for sure she was going to pick based on how they edited the show gets sent home. And then usually that person ends up being the next bachelor. Well, we already have our next bachelor, but the show has a formula. It hasn't changed a whole lot in the last fucking 20 years or however long it's been other than this season, which has been all over the place because of COVID. But I think that they're trying to set us up to think that she's going to pick in the end, either Zach or Ivan, but really she's going to pick Brendan. I am like, I mean, I would, I would be willing to put money down that Brendan, okay, $5 says she picks Brendan. We're shaking. Ivan. And yeah, I, I just, if you think about seasons past, like for example, uh, with Colton and Cassie, nobody wanted, nobody wanted Cassie to be the one he picked uh with hannah brown obviously nobody wanted jed that but i goes think according saying, to and your that's who she picked according to your theory i think ivan is the dark horse he's he's he looks like he's just an extra there they haven't showed a lot of him with her okay that's fair that's fair but brandon is like oh brandon you know i don't know i just think that in combination with what we've seen of Brendan throughout and Brendan and Tasha's interactions throughout. I the guarantee whole you it's not going to be Bennett or Noah. Well, obviously they're not there anymore. Okay. We don't know. Here's another they question. Could still be there. Here's another question. I think Tasha is a Christian and she mentions, mentions things about God and church. I think a, a couple times uh, in the show. Do you think that she'll sleep with all three of them in the fantasy suites? I mean, if she does, she's not going to tell us, but I think she's going to say, oh, it's really important to have this time with them, you know. But if she does, she'll be discreet about it. Yeah, it's hard to say because I feel like she is a very flirty, I think she's going to sleep with who she feels attracted and just tell the other two guys, I just want to talk if she's not interested in them. Like Zach, she's not going to sleep with Zach. I hope not. He got no ass. That's a no for me. I'm sorry, but my man has to have some booty. Zach has a flat They'll ass. They'll be Ivan. What? Ivan is the only one that has a booty. Yeah. I can't remember if Brendan does or not. No. I never really paid attention. He's got no legs, no booty. He's got eyes and face. Eyes and face is good too, though. True. <laughs> That's what he's going to be looking at most of the time. Exactly. <laughs> 
but yeah, I don't know. I, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens. I think that Brandon is not even, I think he's just too serious and too, I don't think he's ready to propose. He's only been but divorced for not, two years. But he's not that serious. I think he's no, just No, serious in the sense of, I'm not just going to jump into another marriage when I already been done there and do you think, that. Do you think Taisha will walk out of this either way, even if she ends up with someone or if she doesn't, do you think that they'll, she'll actually be engaged? Yes. I, I don't know if I think she will be. I think she will. I think it's possible that it might be a situation. I mean, situa- she didn't go through all this trouble not to, get that, not to get that ring. I think that she, it's possible. And now I don't know for sure. This isn't a for sure theory, but I think it's possible that she could be uh, one of the cases where they end up, whoever she picks, they decide to be together, but they decide not to get engaged. But I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I'm actually very excited for next week uh, to see what happens with Fantasy Suites. And then, of course, the finale after the final rose, all of that. So hopefully it'll be a Wait, little more. Are they going to meet her family? Oh, yeah. They meet her family. T- the, yeah. I think the top two guys, only the top two meet her family. Why do you keep saying top two? There's always top three. Oh, no. no because goes, it's, oh, it's fantasy yeah, yeah. suites. Okay, got After it. fantasy suites, one person goes home, and then we have our top two. Yeah. And the top two guys are the ones that meet her family. Gotcha. And then they'll do after the final row. So True. that's what we're going to see next week. Um, yeah. And then, and then we'll have, I think, two weeks off. And then Matt James' season of The Bachelor starts. So... Whew, what a whirlwind. Cheers to that. So, anyway, can you sit down? I literally asked you before we started not to be my rushing me through the episode. My and you're trying to hurting. run out of the room. I'm not. My back aye, is aye, aye. hurting. I have to stretch. I'm bothered by you. <laughs> just kidding. I love you. Um, I'm not, not kidding. I'm bothered <laughs> by you and I love you. <laughs> but, anyway, um, yeah. So, let us know what your thoughts on the episode were if you agree with our theories our opinions uh if you have any ideas theories or opinions that we didn't talk about i would love to hear them and yeah i guess we will talk more next week and we'll see who was right we're gonna see who's gonna win this five high stakes five dollar bet i mean if she walks out of there without being engaged I think that would be silly because, like, come on, you want to take that ring home no matter what. If it does, just, you know, make it work for a couple of years and keep the, the rock, you know? Yeah, I guess. The question is, will Claire still be engaged by oh the time Lord. she gets engaged? I, do, I, I can confidently say I don't give a shit at all. Her and Dale are so cringy. I can't with them. True. But anyway... <laughs> I hope you enjoyed our little recap. We're going to keep doing them until someone literally says, please stop. And uh, in between seasons for now, I guess we I'll do, you know, other content that doesn't have anything to do with The Bachelor. But I don't know. I think the recaps are kind of fun. So, again, if you enjoy this, if you want us to keep doing it, please, honestly, please let me know either way. If you like them, if you don't like them, tell me. Um. But yeah, thanks for joining us and uh, buy some merch. I've got sweatshirts and t-shirts left in most sizes. Sweatshirts, I have extra large, medium, and small. T-shirts, I have 3XL, extra large. I have all sizes in the t-shirts. Yeah, 
rate the rate the podcast, write a review, subscribe, share it with your friends. And uh, TGIF, I'll talk to you next Friday. Bye-bye. Bye.